The opinions expressed in this podcast are individual and are not necessarily representative of Spirit Life or Toronto Metropolitan University. Thank you for listening. Hello to everyone listening, and welcome to the very first episode of No Hard Feelings. I'm Elijah, here with Tristy, and we will be your hosts for this podcast. We are first and second year students, excited to host the show. We are a mental health-based podcast, hoping to highlight the areas where mental health might not be discussed regularly, promote a safe environment, and break the stigma surrounding the validation for mental well-being. Of course, as university students, we must maintain our mental health, especially when balancing our schoolwork and personal life, and definitely the commuting. Today, in this episode, we will start with the basics by introducing our campus resources and discussing how students can take advantage of them and how we can promote them more to TMU students. Soon, we'll have an interview with Anna from the Student Wellbeing Center to help us promote student resources. So, Elijah, what would you? When was the first time you experienced mental health, or what was your first mental health experience like? Uh, definitely, uh, my first idea of like learning about mental health was actually through uh, Bill Let's Talk Day. It was something that they've actually launched about ten years ago, I believe. I'm not sure if earlier than that, but like I used to see like these commercials on CP24, and they talk about mental health. As a young kid, I wasn't really aware about like you know what it does and what's the problem with it Mm -hmm. but eventually as i got older you know just like having life go in the way um eventually i learned a lot about mental health and even in high school i even got a social worker that's awesome yeah i think for me honestly it was in high school or not Mm. even i think it was in middle school middle school um and then yes i was part of a mental health club in my high school and we did bell let's talk events as well and I think that was definitely a very helpful resource for a lot of high school students, at least at my high school. And yeah, I would say it's been an interesting journey, definitely a lot to learn and a lot to take from your own experiences. And it's very nice that, well, it's not nice, but I think it's very interesting that a lot of us can have different yet similar experiences and the way we kind of deal with them or cope with them yeah, can be um, different. Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, like when... I think it's like having nowadays, like I'm um, having mental health being talked about a lot more. I think it's really great. And, you know, we're still, we're still we're going to have a bit of a stigma, you know, as the years go by. But the best thing we can do is just keep talking about it. Yeah. And I know that was one of the main goals of Bell Let's Talk as well, where destigmatizing mental health was a major thing. And I think especially in high school, you're really you're trying to be more open minded about things. You're trying to learn your own experiences. You're trying to see where you're at. In the club, actually, we um, we used to put out these like little sticky notes or little blurbs around the school to help students be more comfortable in themselves and just kind of offer positive comments to other students and just give anonymous advice to students who are maybe per se going through a similar experience as them. And we would just host, honestly, events or just kind of relaxing events like tea time every Wednesday mornings or... Um, scrapbooking events as well just events like those i would say were really helpful at least for me yeah for sure um definitely you know uh, obviously throughout high school uh we had like the covid pandemic and obviously that took a big toll on our mental well-being um oh man what was what was it like for you covid was very chaotic i would say i think it was definitely very new i didn't really know what to I didn't really know what how to feel, I would say. Um, yeah. And even now, I think it's just, it's something I, I don't feel very strongly towards, I would say. I think I'm just numb to the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Dealing with mental health in COVID was definitely a lot harder for me, I feel like. 
um, because I'm not a person who stays inside a lot. Even though I'm an introvert, I like going outside. Mm-hmm. I like exploring things. I my one of my biggest coping mechanisms or even just something that gives me joy is hanging out with my friends yeah so staying at home just inside not being able to do anything and really relying on technology or even just doing nothing was really painful for me i would say but i know it was a lot harder for university students at the time oh, or man. Trans- students transitioning <laughs> from high school to university yes. i think right now though like it's like from covid we have definitely come i would say a long way Mm. um at least for us because we were in we weren't in that year where we graduated with you know online thankfully (laughs) um but how would you say or how are you per se feeling about mental health right now nowadays you know like uh, I actually managed to like you know make a lot more friends this year, mm-hmm. and you know I'm actually planning a cottage trip up north after this oh, semester. That's nice. Yes. Oh my god, that's gonna be fun. That's great. It's gonna be a nice break. Yes. And everything, for sure. right? Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, do you, would you say that's like something or something you do often? Take trips for to give yourself a break from school and other um, aspects of your life? I've never actually been on a cottage trip before. So this is like the first time I'm like doing this like on my own, like going out like with, with friends instead right. of like my family. Right. And I, I think it's great because like, you know, I never really get to hang out with friends like a little bit more intimately. Right. And it's like it's a bit of a first experience. So we're, we're all excited for it. Right. I'm definitely... Yeah, it's interesting you say friends because I'm definitely struggling with that right now. Oh, so yeah. It's Trust like me. The like, fear of missing out <laughs> is big. Yeah. So, like like I said, like I was literally in your position, like, first year. Like, it was, like, trying to, like, under- make friends and all that. The best thing I can do is just, like, you know, definitely take more opportunities in RTA. Um, mm-hmm. like, like, we're doing this, like, doing this, like, right now. Like, you know, we're yeah. just talking to each other. We're pretty we're pretty cool yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to have, like, a lot more connections. And eventually you're, you'll get close with other people. Yeah. One thing I'm actually curious about from your transition from like first year to second year or like even for me, I think the transition from high school to first year has been very chaotic. Um, And I have definitely struggled with my own mental health issues uh, even during first semester and then second semester, there's still stuff that's going on. So um, is there like any, I guess, coping mechanisms that you would like recommend or like how how is that for you like what coping mechanisms did you use during your first year or how did you deal with your mental health issues one thing i actually did uh we can actually do our mental health strategy of the week is actually journaling um right after the first semester ended uh, you know i i bought a, a journal from it's, it's from a really cool okay it's from, Mo- from muji you know what muji is right muji is amazing yes yeah. amazing pens Yes. Okay, that's great. So yeah, I actually started like writing um, about all the stuff that's like happening like every single day. So I'm pretty much just like write down the list and just like write down like a bit of the details. Uh, mm-hmm. I have it. I'll show it to the camera here. I'm not going to show too much because it's private information. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yes, so it's like, and I also like have like a lot of like uh, a lot of stuff that I collect as well where it's like, you know, um, I have this like putting edge like card. Oh. It's like oh, the wow from the from golfing. I was like, you know, I'll just put it on there because like that's what I did that day, oh my and God. all that. So I, I think it's great. And one thing is, I I would always like write down the first song that plays on my Spotify playlist huh, of the day. Okay. So first song of the day, and not to mention my drool count. Like I always drool when I wake up for some reason. Okay, okay. It's I a like bit that. of a bad habit. I think it's interesting that you bring up journaling, and mm. I definitely know there's a lot of different ways to journal. I think that's something I didn't realize until later on. I would say in high school or even first semester of university, um, I used to write 
just mm-hmm. just write my feelings down but then slowly i got into collaging and scrapbooking mm-hmm. and then being a person that's really into art i started including paint watercolors just colors that could help me visualize how i was feeling and just feeling like a kid through kind of putting my feelings on paper so i would say there's definitely many methods to journal and there's really no wrong way to journal i would say anything that seems to um feel right or seem, uh, feels right for you is honestly the way to go about journaling no, that's I a, no yeah it's absolutely valid you know you have to understand like you know it's sometimes you gotta like you know you gotta help yourself as well you know at the yeah. end of the day you know you're by yourself and all that so you know the way you have to express yourself it's without like any judgment definitely it's great to like be yeah. journaling you know because <laughs> you know some people can be a bit judgmental yeah and the best way to do is like kind of like express yourself very privately and understand that you know this is who you are exactly yeah 100 percent here in the studio with us right now is Anna Linetti from Student Wellbeing. She is one of the digital content creators posting on their social media pages, promoting events, info, and activities for TMU students to engage in. Welcome to the show. So my first question is, uh, since you are like working for Student Wellbeing, what is like your entire department? Can you describe like a general? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So I work for Health Promotion, which is technically Student Wellbeing, um, but basically we offer a lot of different things, but we're committed to creating a supportive environment, comprehensive well-being, and promoting health and education awareness, as well as a lot of other things like advocacy, collaborations and partnerships, and accessibility and inclusivity. So we kind of do like a big umbrella of anything support related that students or the TMU community needs. Who would you say qualifies for the AAS? That's a really good question. Um, We have a few different intake forms and documentations um, that students need to fill out in order to be qualified. To be honest with you, I'm not super knowledgeable about the qualifications needed, but I know that once you talk with your own healthcare provider, they can let you know and you can also apply for certain deadlines throughout the semester in order to qualify. But I would really recommend you know checking it out if you feel like you would apply. Um, it's a really great resource and I do make think it makes a difference to those who need it. What do you think students should know about the AIS? I think they should know where to find it. It's um, If you go to Health Promotion TMU, search that up, you should be able to find AAS, Academic Accommodation Support, and it'll take you to a homepage, and it'll show you uh, the winter 2024 deadlines as of right now. But um, in general, there's a lot of different times that you can kind of apply to qualify. Definitely sooner rather than later in the semester. I think they should be aware that you know, it's always sooner than later, mm-hmm. these kind of things. We can't do it, like, the day before, but, you know, can always try. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So my next question is, like, you know, what have you learned about, like, you know, mental, having mental health advice while working for student being, well-being? Yeah. Um, I would say I feel like I've learned a lot, actually, working for health promotion. So I didn't know much about peer support before my job in September, but I kind of have really broadened my horizons with it. Um, peer support in general is really important. We offer individual and group peer support. Um, I also feel as though I've learned a lot about the importance of like workshops and different like group settings that are really supportive and we offer a lot throughout the school. So I feel as though I'm like aware of what's actually going on now that I'm working here, but yeah, definitely don't underestimate peer support. If you're someone that's like looking for counseling, even if you're not sure if you fully want to even sit down with a counselor, sitting down with people that have like similar experiences to you is really like healing and really, you know, awesome that we even offer that. And I wish I had that in high school, to be honest with you. So, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I'm in first year. Okay, nice. And um, first years do go through a lot of stress and anxiety, and I do relate to that. So as they, I guess, try to transition into second year or even in their way into into university, would you say there's any specific accommodations for them or resources you would recommend for them? Yeah, um, for sure. I know how difficult it can be first year. There's a lot of different things that can happen, and uh, we definitely want to be there to support you. So I would say um, definitely be aware about peer support. I think that's kind of just like scratching the surface of what's available to you. But mm-hmm. if you're feeling like you need support at all, you can reach out to Student Wellbeing, um, and they can kind of d- like direct you to a service or resource that's going to be beneficial to you. So whether that's, you know, the counseling center or maybe it's consent comes first or it could even just be us with our peer support and individual peer support but I think you should be aware that if you come to student well-being you will be placed with something that's beneficial to you um and we have a lot of different workshops and pop-up things so even following like accounts that you know prioritize your health and well-being on Instagram is a good start definitely don't ignore those they have a lot to offer um but yeah like I think that almost the amount of stuff we have is overwhelming so even just trying to like you know see what what is out there and getting to the bottom of like what you need and even asking just student well-being what they can help you with Mm -hmm. um and what's out there is really helpful because I know I remember I didn't even know what I didn't know I didn't know what existed so it's definitely a good start yeah and I've definitely had like a good experience I would say yeah I don't know like uh, I have student accommodations, so okay, cool. they've been pretty helpf- helpful for me in terms of, like, what I need and what works for me. So, yeah, nice. I would definitely recommend it, too. Yeah, yeah, me too, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, um, in terms of, like, peer support, like, I think you mentioned peer support groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually want to, like, you know, kind of get involved with peer, su- peer support groups. I'm, like, looking everywhere to find, like, specific, like, you know, the, yeah. like, resources. Is there, like, any uh, peer support groups that are available to students? Yeah, um, for sure. So... We kind of have a different set of peer support groups running each semester. So as of winter 2024, we have Empowerment Through Self-Care, which is a lot about navigating university and adulthood. Um, So that might be beneficial for first years, actually. Mm -hmm. And we also have Building Helpful Habits, which is more um, about stress, you know, burnout, setting boundaries, all that kind of stuff. And we also have another one called Blue to Bright, and it's more of a more of a counseling support group, I'd say, and it's about loneliness, isolation, relationships, and that one's definitely beneficial if you're feeling like your mental health is kind of at risk right now and you need some people to relate to mm-hmm. and need some support. So those are the three we have running right now, but we have different ones each semester, and if you're not sure, again, reach out to Student Wellbeing. They will direct you where to go. <laughs> so do you think, like, your resources are promoted enough? Like, you, because, you know, uh, I know there's a lot of, like, stuff that happens on campus, and sometimes, you know, not people, like, have, like, the ability to see it, or, like, they don't really get a lot of, like, access to it, or, really, like, not too much promotion. Uh, how are we trying to spread word about your promotions uh, to help more students? Yeah, I would actually agree with you on that. I think there's almost, like, too many Instagram accounts for too many separate little niche, like, supports within TMU, so it's almost, like, confusing to find what you need and, like, where to go for that, but um, we're definitely working on our supports. We're trying to kind of mimic, a, like, a student life TMU account with more Instagram reels. I think those get the point across a lot quicker than these, like, slideshows, yeah. um, but... I think they do need a little bit more promotion. We're trying to revamp our website. We're going through a big, like, process of redoing everything right now. But oh, that's interesting. Uh, like, what's uh, what's yeah. coming up? 
Um, I just find that like sometimes even when you click on a website, it's not super clear about where to go for what you're looking for. And that's obviously important. So that's yeah. one that's happening. And we also find that um, some of our Instagram posts are just too wordy. Students mm -hmm. just want to cut to the chase. They want to know where they can go to find things. So that's that's definitely in the works. But um, yeah, we're trying to like get on a more consistent schedule with promotion so that it's not very sporadic. It's kind of like consistent and people know who we are. That's awesome. We discussed mental health issues. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you specifically give to students struggling with mental health issues? Um, big question for sure. I think you have to acknowledge to yourself that you're actually struggling first and that it's not just a part of the university experience. I think a lot of people think that they're supposed to feel really down and, you know, or even worse, like struggling with other things. But um, definitely know that there's a limit to just like adjusting and there's like a whole other umbrella of like mental health struggles. But um, I would say you're not alone, even if you feel like you are alone. I promise that there's like a bunch of other people experiencing like the same little thing that you are and you think that they're not. Um, definitely reach out to someone about it. They can help you. There's a lot of things that you're paying for in your tuition that you don't even know about. So please like actually take advantage of those and go to like a center that can tell you where to go. So you're not like doing all that yourself because there's people that can do that for you. What would be the best way method for us to contact you or for students to contact you? Yeah. So honestly, you can go straight to our Instagram at student um, TMU student wellbeing, or you can email us or you can search up um, Toronto MU slash student wellbeing in a search bar. I think um, emailing us too. Honestly, we have a lot of different ways, but our link tree in our Instagram bio can tell you where to go. It has a lot of different supports. Um, yeah, any of those methods would work. Or you can even find us. I'm going to forget our actual address, but we are right off the SLC in the library. We are pod 256C. So that's health promotion. So even if you just go and knock on our door, there will most likely be someone there too support you and people do that all the time so sometimes it's easier to just like go in person rather than like trying to like click through all these different links and, oh, great. And get yeah. that. uh what is there like any like operating hours yeah usually it's around like an 8 30 to like 4 30 9 to 5 basis so you know great. keeping in mind that people are sometimes out for lunch but there's usually people in there Mm -hmm. okay. okay, I think that should wrap up our interview. Yeah. All right, thank you so much for the resources, Anna. So I was wondering, uh, have you used any uh, resources that she gave to you, or have you, have you heard of them before? I actually have, yes. Uh, during my first semester of university, I was struggling with balancing out work and my personal life. So I think one of the main resources when I reached out to my academic advisor was student accommodation. And that has been incredibly helpful for me, I would say. Even the professionals on campus, I remember going to, um, in Kerr Hall, there's like a doctor's office mm -hmm. or something. And I remember going there just to kind of talk uh, to a professional and uh, get like a, a diagnosis for the student accommodation. And I would say that was pretty helpful for me. It has allowed me to really kind of pace myself without having to freak out over assignments, deadlines. And I would say teachers are very understanding as well. So the student uh, the student accommodation has been pretty helpful for me. And I would definitely recommend that to a lot of my friends who are 
struggling with balancing their work life, work mm-hmm. and life and school. Um, I think it, there's no shame or no harm in trying that out, I would say. Okay, for sure. Because, um, you know, I'm like, I'm, I feel like if I'd asked, it would be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't know if there, I don't know if there's like, if I have that ability to like, you know, to have that uh, resources, but I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, sure. definitely. So I'm kind of wondering, is there like any like, how does it help you specifically? Was it like an assignment that you managed to get extensions on and all that? Yes. So I think definitely um, it would like with it was mainly assignments, I would say. It definitely helped me get extensions. Um, it allowed me or for my specific accommodation, I ha- I get to record lectures I get to pace myself and take notes. I get to take breaks during uh, long periods of classes or exams without having to be, I guess, penalized for it. And um, having the teachers understand that it's okay for me to take a break, it's okay for me to ask extensions is really nice, honestly. Um, Those are pretty much the main ones for me, I would say. With student accommodation, the great part is that each plan is designed for you. So after you talk to a uh, professional, based on your diagnosis, they will set up a plan specifically for your needs. So let's say I might need extensions, but some people might not need extensions. Uh, I might need uh, help recording audios for lectures, but someone might just need taking breaks as like in their plan so i would say it's definitely very dependable on what you need which i think is a very nice thing for since every individual is different oh yeah that's for sure and actually thank you for telling me that by the way Lisa. you got like you have like so much like you know advantages to using all these uh accommodations and trust me i think it would have made myself a lot more what would have made things a lot more easier for me especially like you know right now Mm -hmm. um sorry where did where did you apply by the way where did I apply? Yeah, did you apply uh, anywhere for the... Student accommodation? Yes. I went to their website. Okay. And um, I I actually tried to familiarize myself. Not going to lie, I was definitely a little confused initially. Okay, it's normal. Yeah. But um, I remember my academic advisor had sent me some links, and I went on their website. Based on that and the documentation I needed, which was really just a diagnosis from like a professional, your family physician, TMU doctor, whatever that may be. Um, I needed a diagnosis with and set up an appointment with the facilitator, accommodation facilitator. And we had a Zoom call and that was pretty much there. We took it from there. Perfect. It was all online. I had to barely go in person for anything. Thanks for listening. Uh, Check out our Instagram page for resources of the week, which is at nohardfeelings.spiritlive. Again, it's nohardfeelings.spiritlive on Instagram. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. See you for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.